Third Shift presents The Imposter's Guide to Gaming, your quick fix for gaming news. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to IG2G. Of course, I'm your host, Matt. With me, as always, we got my buddy, Eric. Now, what are we doing this week on IG2G? It's like the E3 hype train special. So after the releases, you get to hear us talk about how excited we are for games we know will be there, games we're excited for, games that are rumored to be there, and games we just wish would be there. So stick around after the releases, and we'll, we'll just hop on the hype train. Top 5 Releases First up on the releases, what do we got dropping on the 22nd of May for only 15 bucks? Developed by Jason Roberts and published by Annapurna Interactive. Hmm, that sounds familiar. It's because I'm talking about Gorogoa. Oh my gosh, Matt, haven't you talked about that on a previous IG2G? Didn't Danny play that and talk about that on your Hey, What's Playing Third Shift? Yes, I did, and she did. So if you're interested in a really cool puzzle game with really beautiful visuals and a really unique interactive way of puzzling your way through it, it has dropped officially. Gorogoa is now out on the Xbox One and PlayStation 4. So if you got a crappy computer, if your iOS device has exploded now you can play it on a proper ass console so go get it i'm gonna get it i'm gonna have fun with it it's gorogoa check out the previous episodes for more on it that's all i gotta say boom there you go rolling right off of that the next one up on the list is state of dk2 on the xbox one released may 18th 2018 developed by undead labs and the whole thing on this game is first and off and most importantly if you have played the previous state of decay this is apparently just more so with that being said hey this game's all about survival you get a group of survivors duh and you got to make a base you got to gather materials resources to stay alive you got to venture out rescue more survivors it's got an rpg like progression system so your survivors can gain levels get better and better and become more badass however they can die and it's permadeath. So if you're taking Bill out and you know this mission's risky, you know there's all sorts of factors coming in that might not result in a favorable outcome, you might want to leave him at base, take your secondary or third, because if they go, they go forever. You can take another character back, get their loot, but that's the end of old Tommy. So with that being said, this is definitely a game where you got to think about what you're doing. Don't go rushing into every scenario blindly. And, of course, as I probably said in a tertiary sense, it's you battling zombie hordes all over the place. There's different kinds of zombies. You know, it's your typical big, fat bloaters, runners, blah, 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 all that good stuff. If you like survival games and you love zombies, I would say check this one out because they've got the formula down pat. So next up on the list, dropping the exact same day as this episode, the 29th of May, for the Nintendo Switch. Oh, my God, I'm talking about a Switch game. Developed by Treasure, published by Nicholas, Nicholas, Nichalis, I have no idea. This only costs 15 bucks. What is it? It's Ikaruga. Oh my god, Matt, you're talking about an old game again. What's wrong with you? That came out in like 2001, 2003. Yeah, but now it's on the Switch, and I'm talking about it because this is one of the actual shoot-em-ups, bullet hell shooters that I'm actually into. I really like the whole idea of this game, which, if you haven't been around for 15 years, the whole thing is your ship has two polarities. It has black and a white side. And so if you have white enemies on the screen, they're shooting white bullets. If you're the white ship, you suck up those bullets and you can shoot out homing shots. That acts as like your refuel for your homing shot. But if you're the black ship, you can basically kill those enemies twice as fast as if you were the white ship. But their white bullets will now damage you. And flippity-flop, vice versa. So it's a really cool system. I really like 
you know, I've played through this a couple times. I'm really bad at shooters, but this is one that really piques my interest just because you'll get like two sides of the screen. One's all black and it's shooting this giant wave of black bullets at you. One's all white, it's shooting all the white bullets. You really got to plan and figure out which side of the screen to go on, which side to flip your ship onto. And, you know, so you won't do as much damage if you're a black ship shooting the black enemies, but you'll basically nullify all their fire or you can try and dodge between that swarm of white enemy bullets to take out those white ships like that it's really interesting really goes in depth the bosses are just insane they'll have like again i think the first enemy boss has like one big black gun and one big white gun or like big white wings and then he's shooting like giant black lasers so you get bullets and giant lasers all kinds of crazy stuff if you like shoot 'em ups you will like this game 100 guaranteed you've probably played it already but if you want it to go on the switch get ikaruga even if you're not into bullet hell shooters that whole polarity thing really does help out sometimes because hey look it's a wave of white enemies all i gotta do is switch my ship to white now i don't have to worry about it as much i can just take a breather for that five seconds now here comes the black ones oh crap gotta figure it out gotta make it happen Really intense and interesting shooter. I am really a fan of it, and I'm not a fan of shooters. Ikaruga, go check it out. It's on the Switch. Go play it on the go. So the next one I'm talking about is, in fact, two separate games, but in the same theme, so I'll mention both of them. We're talking about... Well, it's just, this is not fair. This is top oh, five releases, on. not hey, top six well, releases. Well, the, the, boo. Oh, that's the same boo. thing. <laughs> if you're no, gonna get one, boo. you got to get both, in my opinion. Not allowed. I'm doing it anyway. So I'm talking oh, about <laughs> Mega Man Legacy Collection 1 and 2 for the Switch, PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. It was released May 22nd, 2018. Of course, developed by Capcom themselves. Now, to get things really started here, I want to make sure everybody understands that Mega Man Legacy Collection features Mega Man, Mega Man 2, Mega Man 3, Mega Man 4, Mega Man 5, and Mega Man 6. While the Mega Man Legacy Collection 2 features Mega Man 7, 8, 9, and 10. These are both, both fantastic collections to get a hold of. Although I would say the first one's the better of the two. That's just because I grew up playing the first set of those games. But both, in my opinion, are masterpieces. Uh, real quick, if you don't know what Mega Man is, an old 8-bit 2D side-scrolling game. You go jumping across platforms, shooting little men, you know, with little yellow hats, and going up against Dr. Wily. You jump and shoot. <laughs> Should have been called Jump and Shoot jump Man. Jump and Shoot Man. You absorb the <laughs> enemies, the robot, evil robots' abilities. You inherit them. Use them in different levels to make it easier for yourself in getting to the next boss and then on to, of course, the end boss himself. That is how you play these games. It usually comes into a, a you pick your own route, so you'll be able to go fight any of the robots you want at any different time. But of course, all of them are different, have different abilities and different difficulty levels. But that's up to you to decide which you're best at, which you're not best at, or what the best route via the weapons are. All that good stuff. It's incorporated in all of these games for both collection packs. I'd highly, highly recommend you go pick these up, especially if you have a Switch, because these are the perfect games to play for you know a few minutes while you're waiting for something to go down, using the restroom, whatever it may be. Get out there, get yourself acquainted with the Blue Bomber because he's a part of video game history. And last but not least, my dream has come true. This game finally came out on the 25th of May for 60 bucks for the PS4 exclusively. Developed by 
my favorite developer, Quantic Dream. Ah, published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. This is the latest David Cage game, Detroit Become Human. My day of glory has finally come. I finally got to download it to my PS4 and play it. Oh my God, so good. If you don't remember me gushing about this, like during the last E3 or the last, I don't know if it was at PAX or Game Awards or something. Whenever people talk about it, I get excited because I love David Cage games. I love Quantic Dream games. This one's all about in the future in Detroit, there's androids and they're basically like everyday type of deals, but they start gaining sentience or they start breaking their programming or they start going rogue. And it's three storylines that are all intertwined all about that kind of a future and that kind of, you know, transformative android existence thing and all that, all that jazz that surrounds it. So you're playing as one of the characters is Connor. He's a police negotiator. He's a police detective, essentially. He is an android, but his job is to hunt down these deviant androids. The other character you're playing as is Kara. She's a housekeeping android, but she might have to go rogue in a series of events that I won't spoil. But if you've watched anything on this game, you've probably seen it already. So you know what I'm talking about. And the third character is Marcus, who is about to lead an android revolution from all the trailers and all the footage that we've seen. I've said it a million times. It's a Quantic Dream game. It's a David Cage game. So it has those weird controls, just like Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls, and Indigo Prophecy did. I love those. If you're not a fan of David Cage games, take this one with a grain of salt. Maybe watch some reviews and stuff. I have been loving it so far. I'm probably like five or so hours into it. You know, from people who aren't David Cage fans, I've been seeing a lot of mixed stuff. I see people say, great gameplay, bad story. And then I go to another outlet and they say, great story, bad gameplay. So I don't know. David Cage games are really hit and miss with people, but I'm loving it. The, The story goes to really dark places and takes you to places that, not a lot of games do and it's just i've been loving it it's fascinating go pick it up if you like androids if you like androids gaining sentience if you like overthrowing your human oppressors maybe you're gonna like this game there you go that's it detroit become human i am gonna say 100 percent go buy it but you everyone else out there should probably read some reviews and stuff number five so here's the moment everyone's been waiting for we're in the wonderful, wonderful top five for each of us. We'll go five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one, one of what we are looking forward to hearing from from E3. Known, unknown, dreams, hopes, doesn't matter. We're just going to cut through, have a little fun with it, let you guys and girls know what we're looking forward to for this wonderful, wonderful gaming phenomena we call E3. And I'm going to go ahead and start off with a very, very easy one for me, as many of you should and would know. That's Anthem from EA Bioware, because Anthem is a game in which Bioware is putting all of its cards into, all of its main assets into, and they're like, hey, you know what? We see that Destiny was a very successful game, but we want to add this crazy Bioware story to it. Okay, well, you just got me. Mass Effect's Mm -hmm. in all the way. Always love them. Always have, always will. Destiny... Loved it. I loved Part 2, even though a lot of people have had issues, etc. It doesn't matter. Guess what? This game is for sure 100% buy material for me. I don't... They just have my money. It's not even an unknown quantity whatsoever. But I look Mm -hmm. forward to the cool gameplay, the videos, the hype we're going to see at this E3. Because they are for sure going to be there. It is a known factor. So I 
am just ecstatic about hearing more about uh, this wonderful game and where you go with these cool freaking bio suits and jumping off cliffs and flying around like some kind of whack job space marine dude it's gonna be freaking sweet <laughs> yeah i will say i am very excited to hear about that one too just because that sounds like a really awesome rpg shooter looter type of deal that's the stuff we all love all three of us actually yeah, so there we go as soon as you perfect. start showing me purples blues legendaries i'm i'm in basically any game mm-hmm. that has that i'm like ooh pretty and then you're like oh yeah upgraded armor and oh yeah skill sets and skill trees done done i'm in love (laughs) can't wait so as excited as i am for that one my number five is not anthem and it's not even anything remotely related to anthem and it might not even be a game that i'm going to end up getting number five for me is black ops 4 just because i'm really interested to see where they're going with this no single player route if they're going to have like regular free multiplayer anythings like i mean obviously they're going to have zombies there's three different I think modes or maps for the zombies mode. There's going to be traditional multiplayer, obviously, and they're going to have their battle Royale version, which I'll get back to in a second, but I'm interested to see if, you know, since there is literally no single player and most of their multiplayer stuff is always paid content added on. I'd be, I'm interested to see how they're going to build around that. If there are going to be some free content drops for multiplayer or co-op just to keep people going, or if it is all just going to stay the same, We'll see. I don't know. I'm excited to see what they're doing with that. But getting back to the Battle Royale bit, which they're calling Blackout in this new game, everybody knows or should know I don't really like Battle Royale, but the concept of Call of Duty doing Battle Royale is interesting to me. I want to see where that goes, what that what becomes of that, because Call of Duty... It's one of those series that I pop into every two or three years. I don't like it every year, but it's occasionally fun for just like a nice blast of quick hit action. And that's what I want to see how that transfers into a Battle Royale type of setting or type of mode or type of map. Because Call of Duty's got those tight controls, that fast movement, and that doesn't really gel with battle royale from what i you know what i picture battle royale is it's kind of like plot around and maybe if you see a guy shoot him whereas call of duty i think of running sliding jumping double jumping wall running hip-hop hoop over here you got a cool ability you got a cool gun i want to see how they how they stir that call of duty pot into battle royale or battle royale into the call of duty pot that really is I'm really interested just to see where that goes. So it may not be a game that I'm 100% going to get, but it has intriguing bits and aspects, and I want to hear more about it, and I guarantee we're going to hear more about it at E3. So I'm excited for that. Boom, Black Ops 4. And I'll say, you know, I've tried Call of Duty, but uh, it's just not for me. I'm not a fan of the Twitch quick controls like you were just talking about that you enjoy. I like the slower plotting. I like the, the, the more space, like in Battlefield, where I got a little time to see Spot do something before I'm getting smacked in the face by these younger guys mm-hmm. who are flying around like ninjas, and it's too much, too much. But I would like to play those secondary modes, and like you said, that uh, their, their, ver- their take on the Battle Royale does sound pretty interesting, something I would like to see, but also, like you said, I probably won't buy it. I'll just watch and see what's up. And if my Mm. brothers and sisters con me into it, maybe I'll get it down the road. We'll see. Number four. Bring It In is another one that's for sure coming to E3. I'm sticking with a nice easy ease into this whole mode, and that's Division 2. 
they announced a while back now that they, of course, were working on Division 2 and that they would talk about nothing until E3. They have kept to that, unfortunately for me. I'm very <laughs> sad about it. But, but at E3, I'm assuming we're going to get a huge, huge drop of Division 2, and then we're going to be getting a release date, of course. I think they've said this year, I can't remember, I think it was this year, or maybe early next year, I can't remember. I feel like it was late this year. Yeah, I think it was late this year, because I think I've heard talk of them competing with the Red Dead Redemption or whatever, Red Dead 2, and blah, 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 that whole shtick going on. Mm -hmm. But anywho, I loved the Division, the first one. We played many, 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 many hours of it. Played with oh, yeah. me, you, and our group of friends. I've played with my cousin and his friends. Played by myself. Played with my brother. I've been all over the place in this game. Never did end game to the extent I was hoping to, except for with uh, mm-hmm. a cousin. But he was with a group who was like just banana land, so it wasn't enjoyable. Our group just doesn't have the coordination to smack through it, so we just have fun <laughs> doing uh, you know just the, the, the what we call the dungeons, the strikes, and stuff like that. A lot of fun. This game, for me, really nailed it with the whole cover-based system. Getting all the cool different guns. They have the blues, the legendaries, greens, etc., etc. Getting the different armor, the armor, the, you know, the nice, cool legendary sets. All the things we just talked about previously with Anthem, this game has. And it has a different feel, too, because you're not just running around shooting like a maniac like you do in most of these looter shooters. You know, you actually have to strategically place yourself in some scenarios, make sure you got the right skill sets up so that way you're not getting flanked constantly or barraged by snipers and never being able to move. I love this game. I hope that when 2 comes out, everybody's as pumped as I am and we got a huge crew for it. And I'm hoping that E3 gets everybody pumped for it, but we'll see, you know. Yeah, I actually had this one further down in my list, but I'm going to bring it up here just so it's not, hey, number two for me is all the stuff Eric said at number four. <laughs> I'm going to put my number four as Division Two as well, basically for all the reasons you say, you know, man. Plus, I really liked when we first got into Division, we'd just gotten off of playing Borderlands for a long, long time, and that slick, clean interface with the super, you know, modern-day graphical style really clicked with me and still does i still love you know when we did drop into there a few months back just a little bit i really missed that fresh clean you know style and just seeing all the ways that they added on we've said it before a million times seeing all the ways that ubisoft supported that game added new modes added new content added new ways to play in like the survival mode and last stand all that other stuff i'm excited to see what they do with division 2 at launch and then what greater plans they have on top of that following up with whatever kind of season pass they do i'm ready to jump back into division and experience fresh stuff like from level one to level 20 i mean obviously we could jump into division right now but all we can do is play end game because that's all we have left so i'm excited to jump into a new version of it hit up a new location find new collectibles find new like the drone footage and all that stuff that was some of my favorite stuff in division one i'm excited to experience that kind of world all over again in division two finding all the secrets finding all the cool stuff finding the graffiti on the walls and saying yo danny and eric check out this crazy donut man that's sprayed up on the side of this building oh crap that dude's crazy look over here is a little tiger bot swimming with a fish dude oh man this is absolutely nuts all those really fun moments that we had in division one i'm excited to have them again 
with a fresh start in Division Two. I'm only sad that Player X won't be able to join us. See, that's what we'll have to do. Like, hey, man, come on back to the Borderlands Night crew so we can kill it again and get another picture of it and then send him on his way. That's what we'll have to do for Division Two. Uh, I would, I would enjoy that. I would enjoy that very much. <laughs> and what I will say before we close out this wonderful Division talk, Mr. Matt, is take a wild guess. Where do you think it's going to be in Division Two? Let's see. We had New York City last time. I'm going to guess. I'm not going to guess what you're going to guess because I think that's wrong. I'm going to say like L.A. San Francisco. Okay. L.A. San Francisco. I don't recall there being talk of those two. I recall there being talk of Tokyo, I think it was, or Mm -hmm. Detroit. And of course. I think it's got to be, if it's one of those two, it's got to be Tokyo because Detroit's going to be like New York but less interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, while I wanted to be Detroit, you're right. I wanted to be Detroit mm-hmm. just because, hey, oh, hey, represent, whoop, whoop, even though I'm not from Detroit whatsoever. But, right. But still, Michigan, at least, somewhere close. Yeah. But I agree with you. I think that's way too close to New York, so I think they're going to go mm-hmm. for a sound, an aesthetic that's a lot different, which would be Tokyo. And I believe they've talked about both of them. I could be wrong. It's been a long time. So, you know, mm-hmm. you can yell at me later if I am, but. I think it would be that if they're going to do a different one. Plus, we'd have heard about Detroit having crews in there, taking pictures, mapping things out, wouldn't you think? I don't know. Maybe. I would I would assume so. That just sparked in my brain now that you're talking about Tokyo. What about like Hong Kong? That's a Ooh. that's a self-contained islandish type area. That would work. You know, you've got the whole New York type setup right there. Super tall buildings. You could do a lot more interiors, like fighting your way up mm-hmm. or down a building, like the raid style. That'd be pretty awesome too. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Either way, I think we both agree. Probably some Asian. Uh, aesthetic somewhere along the lines in there just to make sure that two is a lot different from the first one. That'd be nice. Probably. We're going to find out in another couple weeks. Number three. Popping on in to wonderful number three spot. I'm going to start to get into my dreams here because I want to and I can. Capcom has come real far in the last couple of years. You know, they've been learning lessons. They've been figuring things out. They're starting to get on the right track again. No, don't shake your head, Matt. They did it. I know where you're going, and I'm going to no, start shaking my head already. No, nope, They did it right with Resident Evil. They got their Street Fighter under control. You know, they're, they're, they're moving forward. They did this wonderful game called Monster Hunter World, which was wildly successful. Money's coming in. Right choices are being made. Somebody's thinking with their brain over there at Capcom. They got the Mega Man Legacy Collections released. Hey, see, see? So here it is. Guess what? RPGs, they're doing pretty good again. They're coming alive, especially on the Switch. Everything's starting to flow again. Everyone's loving this. Hell, man, I forgot that RPGs were really cool. It doesn't all have to be Western RPG. So here it is. Breath of Fire 7. Boom. Surprise announcement. No iOS bullcrap like they did with Breath of Fire 6, which failed epically by the way so good <laughs> side note this whole time you've been saying breath of fire 7 i was like where the hell was breath of fire 6 all i remember was dragon quarter being the fifth yeah, one dragon i didn't even know they did a six exactly you don't on, know on the stupid ios garbage and it got like a 1.5 <laughs> reviews all over the place it sucked uh services awesome. officially closed on it it was doing poorly the game is gone it's dead it didn't survive and rightfully so because they should have never put a freaking RPG 
on a gosh dang iOS platform going, (laughs) no, you have a beautiful game in Breath of Fire. I have always loved Breath of Fire games from the word go, from, oh, and then they did that and it broke my heart. It just broke my heart. (laughs) It really did. But they're going to announce Breath of Fire 7 at E3. It's going to be the big surprise from Capcom and everyone's going to be up in arms and just loving it, getting excited for it. And it's because, you know what? Hey, everybody loves Dragon. Look at Monster Hunter World's doing fantastic. See? And then, of course, like I said, RPGs are doing great. So they're going to mm-hmm. put two and two together. We got a franchise that's doing not doing so hot. Kind of been gone a while. Let's bring it back. I think it's going to happen. Now, see, every time you've talked about this off-air, I've been like, no, no way. They're not going to make a big, huge, giant new game with all the new hotness graphics. And then I just realized while you were talking, I was like, you could do like a throwback downloadable type game on the switch with you know the old not the old graphics but old style graphics mm-hmm. you do like a 16-bit style game make it blown up and huge in 40 hours just like before and not have to throw in a billion know. dollars and all the newest technology do like an octopath exactly. traveler is doing and i exactly. would be on board in a heartbeat mm-hmm. oh i hope dude I, I this is one of those like coveted dreams i hold close to my heart because yep. it's just going to hurt me every time when they don't do it. And especially if they do something <laughs> stupid with another Breath of Fire or just never come out with another one again. I can't take it. Oh. <laughs> so for my number three, I'm sticking with an established game that we pretty much know is going to be there. Because the new trailer and new style of this sequel to an original game is kind of got me interested. And we're talking this time about Rage 2. We've talked about it on... We talked about it on third shift proper, but I'm excited to see again where this one goes and how far the, you know, the wild and over the top and colorful and like rambunctious aesthetic that they're going for actually translates into the game. Because when you watch the gameplay for the gameplay trailer, I mean, you're doing cool things like you're bouncing around and like you've got some crazy abilities. But if you watch like what's happening, it still is very dark and brutal and it reminds me a lot of the original rage. Like there's this, you know, when you throw your, Oh man, what was it called? The wing things, the wing dings, Uh, the wing nuts. Shuriken, shuriken. What? Oh man. When you throw throw your wing, wing wing blade, wing bat, (laughs) your batarang. (laughs) So when you throw your chicken wing at the dude and it's just sitting there like buzzing on him and like the, blood's flying and his head pops off i'm like that's very original rage but it doesn't seem like wing sticks wing sticks yeah there, there it is i mean it is over the top but it's not like goofy it's like over the top morbid which can work too i'm I just, i'm just really excited to see characters and storyline stuff as opposed to just tiny shots of you know five seconds of gameplay five seconds of gameplay i want to see fun characters i want to see fun missions and then maybe you know maybe like these darker areas because you you see a lot of like biomes in the new trailers you got grass areas you got blasted desert lands you got like these dark gray areas i'm wondering if those areas have the darker parts of the game and then meanwhile you can hop back in your truck and blast out through the wilderness and then you're in the trees and you know maybe that's where the fun characters are and maybe the darker sections happen in these darker areas who would have thought so i'm excited to see where that goes and if they've if they've taken the style of the trailer and put it into the game enough to make it just not a such a drab and dark and depressing experience like the first one was i mean i enjoyed the first one the gameplay was great and the you know the missions and 
and stuff you were doing was fun, but it was just so much. Everyone was a cannibal. Everyone was a rapist. Everyone was this, that, and the other thing. If there's more fun characters in this one, I'm going to enjoy it more. So that's what I want to see. That's what I'm hoping to see. That's why I'm excited to see more from Rage 2. I'll just cliffhang for a second off Rage 2 because it's not in any of my list this time around. But I agree. I hope I hope that there's special characters in this one, like you said, different yeah. you know kinds of characters, people who maybe are uh, more than just a psychopath trying to kill you and eat you constantly. Uh, I think that's yeah. where they screwed up last time. It was just like, hey, murder everything in this area, walk forward, blah, 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 murder everything, murder everything, go, 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 go. I hope they take a leg from typical RPGs and Borderlands, obviously, and get mm. people that you can talk to and, and, and have conversations with and, and do stuff with and for or whatever just to break it all up and make it so it's not just, yeah, kill, 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 kill. Yeah, because there were like two friendly characters mm-hmm. in that first opening town. But what were their missions? Go murder that guy. Go kill this dude. Go kill everyone over there. Oh well, Thanks. like how about how about I just like bring you cool stuff yeah. and like we have like a cool party or something? You, no, you just like murder and murder and murder and murder generators. and murder and then murder <laughs> and then we murder and then we murder. And inside this place, everyone's got guts hanging from the walls. Yeah. Great. Fun. Yes, exactly. So hopefully there's some of that, but they change it up and, and make it a little more interesting. And, it, and from the looks of it, like you stated as well, it really does. It looks like there's a lot of change, at least in the coloring and how everything's mm-hmm. being you know shown to you. So I look forward to seeing it. Yeah. I, I will just say one piece I totally forgot to talk about. Since this is also being co-developed between id Software and Avalanche Studios, the people behind Just Cause, I really hope that Just Cause open freedom and wildness and goofiness helps transform this game into a more fun experience. I, I have faith Just Cause is so goofy and over the top. I just really hope they take, you know, their darker suggestions that they couldn't put in Just Cause, but that were still over the top and goofy into this game. Just jam it in there with a needle there we go that's all i gotta say number two at the number two spot is another dream not even really a dream it's an eventual reality because i don't play with dreams sucker faces you know what's coming (laughs) square enix hasn't announced a new final fantasy and there's a reason why besides the fact kingdom hearts is coming out and they're trying not to like jump on its toes but mm. it's because they're not doing another FF right now. They've said, you know what? We've let this one sit long enough since November 18th, 1999. We haven't seen a sequel to the Chrono series. And that's what's happening. They're taking a break from Final Fantasy. It took them 10 plus years to get the last one out. They made it a success, but by God's, they had to really work to make it a success. It had a lot of things going against it, a lot of people, a lot of naysayers. They had to come out, you know, a lot of after uh, DLC content to get it up to where it needed to be, then a lot of cool stuff afterwards. They did it. They made money on it, which is awesome because I never want to see Square Enix go bye-bye, ever, mm-hmm. period. And they're like, you know what, boys and girls, let's sit back. Let's go on to something that we haven't touched in a freaking long, long time, and that's the Chrono series. So I'm confident that this E3, their big, their big punch, is gonna be uh, just—it's gonna be the smallest, stupid little just teaser you've ever seen of a Chrono game. I don't know what's gonna be called, Chrono something, obviously, but we're gonna <laughs> get it. We're gonna get it. some sweet Chrono music and a little like flash of something or this or that, and that's about it. 
but we're going to get it. And everyone's going to lose their flipping minds. I'm going to climb a wall <laughs> and eat bananas. It's going to be fantastic. No. <laughs> if that does happen, I will be right up on that wall eating a banana with you because I will be very excited for it. Just because, man, anything with Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross, I, I just want that time travel aspect back, change things in the past, affect things in the future. I love time travel. I love playing with timelines. I love that kind of stuff. I would love to see that again. I mean, I heard that they did that in the sequel to Final Fantasy thirteen and Final Fantasy thirteen two, but that's a sequel to a garbage game that I will never I play. Saying. So So I'd like to see that in a really good game and a revamp of, you know, a classic from the past. I would love it. Oh, I would love it. Just just the music alone. I mean, I don't even give me a game, just give me like a whole whole new thing of music and I'm happy. But you tack mm. on a game as well that's as good as Chrono Cr- Trigger and Chrono Cross. Yeah, I'm bored. I don't care if it's like five <laughs> years away. It's fine. It's just like Death Stranding, you know, That's 100 true. years away, but I'm still excited every second. <laughs> <laughs> and just to cliffside on that, I'm super excited for that. I want to see a new trailer. I want to see some gameplay. I want to see some something from Death Stranding. But that's not my number two. What my number two is is a pipe dream. I'm seeing it through the fog and just the mist over here because what was I doing? I was searching like, man, what's rumored to be at E3? And then something popped up, and I was like, hmm, what's this say? Untitled Remedy Game. What's that? What? Let me read some more. Oh, Remedy, my people, my boys from the first two Max Payne games, from Alan Wake, from Quantum Break, which I didn't have a chance to play because I didn't have an Xbox One. They've been working on on a Project 7 or P7 for like the last few years, apparently. And according to their website, it's going to be launching in 2019 and is a cinematic third-person action game, which will be a long-lasting, story-driven experience with deep game mechanics. Now... That just got me so excited, even just reading it and then seeing that there's a website where they have a little write-up about it. I want to see more from whatever this is, because I have faith in Remedy for the reasons I listed earlier. The first two Max Payne games, Alan Wake, loved all three of those, absolutely loved them. Just the writing in their games and just the storylines are always so unique and fun. It's just something you don't get from anyone else, so I'm excited to see what it is they've been working on, what it is they're going to do. Hopefully it comes out for a system I can play it on, like PS4. <clears throat> Remedy, thank you very much. Please, please, PS4. And coming soon, in 2019, if it's launching in 2019, we have to see something from it here at E3. So I'm excited to see that. It's got to be there. i got to see a trailer, a reveal, something. Remedy, my boys, Sam Lake, you magnificent bastard. Max Payne's original face. I want to see you up on that stage telling me about this cool game. I want it. I agree wholeheartedly, man. Like, I didn't play the Max Payne's, so I can't speak to that, but I fell in love with Alan Wake. Played the mm-hmm. holy bejesus out of that. Played it again on the PC. Got American Nightmare. Played through that. Love that. Gosh, just wonderful games. And then, of course, they shut mm-hmm. down. Well, they didn't shut down, but shut down Alan Wake and the sequels, etc., and disappeared. Yeah. And, and now I'm like... I hope. I hope that this one is in the same vein, something just lengthy, awesome, just something I can bite my teeth into and have a great time with. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I won't get my hopes up for that one because I got my hopes up for too many other ones, Matt. I'm going to let you carry that burden, <laughs> all right? <laughs> I'll, I'll hold on to it. I'll, I'll hold on to that like narratively cinematic action-driven experience. Oh, my God. Just I, and I'm just picturing so many cool scenarios in my head that I'm just could go off on a tangent for like an hour about all the different gameplay styles you could do and the way you could weave the story and oh my god 
So, Remedy, I want to see you on that stage. I want to know more about Project 7 or P7 or whatever it's called. Number one. Here it is, everybody. The last one, the number one spot. Something I really don't know if we're going to see, but I hope we're going to see. I suspect maybe we'll see something. I just I don't know. I really don't know, but I think. And that's my boys over at Atlas. All right, there's, this is a twofer because it's so small. Two, it, you'll see. You'll understand. Okay. Wait a minute. No, wait a listen, minute. You're hey, just no. trying to sneak in no, extra no, shit no, this no, whole episode. I'm not. What the hell's wrong with you, Eric? Listen, it's it's such a small bit that they've shown us, and one's not even a real you know, new title. And that's, of course, Catherine. They're doing a remake of Catherine. They're adding a new character, yeah. and they're adding some new dialogue to the existing characters, et cetera, et cetera. So that's not, it doesn't really count. I'm just excited about that one, and I hope they do show us a little bit more on it at this uh, E3. Now, i, I got to jump in because I 100% agree with that, but they've shown so little of it that exactly. it doesn't even stick in my brain as something that they're working on. Like we talked about it at TGS or E3 or whenever it came up end of last year, and we have seen like nothing, nothing. since then. So it's just like oh, when you said it, I was like, oh, yeah, shit, yeah, Catherine. Hell, yeah, I want to see that. They haven't said anything, so yes, more on that, please. As you said, they've said absolutely nothing. They're going to be at E3 in some way, shape, or form. I don't know who. Probably PlayStation 4, obviously, is where they'll be if they're going to be anywhere. And tied in with the Catherine, which I'm hoping they show a little bit of something, is the creator of Persona 5 has stated that he's going to be working on a new project, which is called Project Re-Fantasy. And it's like Persona, but in medieval times. So... All the things I love in the world, which, of course, Persona, medieval fantasy, are coming together, and I'm just sold. I've seen literally nothing on this game. No, nothing. <laughs> Except for that like couple little minute teaser that he showed. Uh, they showed us like last year it was, I think. June last year. That's right. Yeah, it was right around E3. He sh- they showed like a little three, four minute teaser of it, and that's it. Okay. I haven't seen a word on this game just like Catherine, at all, tight lips, nothing said. So I've got to imagine that we're going to not only get a big three, four-minute clip, but we're going to get actual gameplay, maybe a little story block, some main characters, something like that's going to be revealed at this E3 for the PlayStation booth, I'm assuming, because that's where they always go. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know what to expect, but I hope we see something on it. This is another title like Anthem where I'm just 100% sold. I don't really care oh, yeah. what they show me or what happens. It's just going to be a bot. <laughs> so anything is good for me. I'm super excited. I hope it's there, but I don't know if it's going to be there. I just hope. Please, Atlas. I know none of you listen because you're in Japan and don't care about us, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for that one, too, because like you said, medieval, persona-style, RPG, three things that I love. But my number one is going to be three more things that I love, sci-fi, RPG, Cyberpunk, you put the, any of that stuff all together, I'm going to be there 100%. I'm talking about Cyberpunk 2077. I need to see more on this at E3. It's been rumored to be there. I think one of the articles I read said, CD Projekt Red will be there showing off an action-adventure RPG. And obviously, it's not going to be a new Witcher game, so it's got to be this right. I hope yes, so. it is. Oh, it it is. better be. They're just being <laughs> cheeky and silly. That's all. This is the one I am most excited about. I've, it's another game that I like forgot about 
since we haven't seen anything on it in forever, I think they had like a little cinematic trailer of just like concept images and things before. We haven't seen anything on it. I need to see more on it. I want more on it. CD Projekt Red is one of those developers. It's one of the very few developers I 100% just have no doubt that they will make a fantastic game. Every Witcher game that I've played has been amazing. They're going to do the same here with Cyberpunk 2077. And I love tech noir cyberpunk anything you give me that blade runner style you give me that neon the the whole just dark sci-fi future i'm all about that stuff i'm so excited to see what they've been working on what they have coming like you said with your persona this is 100 percent buy for me i'm just gonna get it no matter what they show me but i want to see something really good i know it's gonna be good i'm just i want e3 to be tomorrow dude i really do I've been so considering taking days off to just sit home and really watch it and just absorb it, or at least the one day like we talked about. Mm-hmm. But, of course, the sensible side of me says I shouldn't waste my days off on doing something like that, and I should save it for days I actually might really need a day off, like a mental health day or a sick day or something. So I don't know. Maybe uh. I'm still torn. But <laughs> either way, E3 needs to be here because I need all of these hopes and dreams to be there fulfilled, crushed, or whatever, I don't care, just something. One of those two things needs to happen. I'm <laughs> looking forward to all these games, and I'll jump and piggyback and say Cyberpunk looks freaking fantastic. I am, of mm. course, going to buy that game as well and look forward to seeing more on it. This E3 is going to have too many good games. There's, I could go on for another hour or two probably talking about some more titles I'm interested in watching and waiting for, and just to switch alone let alone the other systems mm-hmm. which have more titles and i didn't even get into some of them which i'm still i'm so sorry metroid i do love you peace out <laughs> i was gonna say there's so many games that are announced that are going to be shown that we don't even have time to talk about i did try and stick my little death stranding thing in there but i could that that's my number one obviously for every every single year 100 percent, all the time i'm excited for that i'm excited for a so many other damn things it's just got to get here so i can have my little gaming christmas and just go yeah yeah and then i'll pre-order all the things even though i don't believe in pre-ordering i'll just be a fool just be like yeah give me a deluxe edition of everything yes yes pre-order all the things that's exactly it. another gold edition is freaking division two for me yes and hopefully Absolutely. we play it long enough to get through all the content before everybody leaves me <laughs> we'll see hopefully we'll play through it slow enough to not get to the hard end game when they have nothing maybe we'll play through it slower this time and when stuff comes out we'll actually be still going into it and supposed to come back after like five months oh well i don't remember how to play this i agree i hope it's released i hope they learn lessons and release content at a brisker pace to keep people engaged at all times instead of partially but that's another mm. conversation for another day of course, yep. we want to hear about all your guys and girls' opinions. What are you looking forward to E3? What do you think is going to be there, not be there? Do you think we're really stupid on some of our hopes and dreams or pretty on point? Hey, let us know because we want to hear from you. And until we hear from you, it's time to wrap it up. Imposters Wrap Up. So, of course, if you do want to send us your feedback like Eric talked about, you can do that via all of the usual ways. You can email us at info at thirdshift.me. You can tweet at us at thirdshiftme, and you can find us on Facebook under Third Shift. And we have a wonderful Patreon set up where if you like what you hear, please consider heading over there, throwing us a tip. Yes, we treat it just like a tip jar. Throw us a buck, two bucks, whatever you think we were worth for that wonderful episode. 
And if you want to keep giving, go ahead and keep giving. If you don't, hey, withdrawal, that's all on you. We appreciate each and every one of you and everything that you all do for us. It helps motivate us, keep the lights on, keep us in the old pod beans and all the different places. If you can't, hey, we understand that too because money's for real in this world. Mm-hmm, I know what you're talking about. So if you can't do it that way, please consider giving us the likes, five-star ratings, mailbag questions, feedback, all the stuff on any of those wonderful things would help us very, very much. Let me dial back to the Patreon for just a second. We do have some cool tiers in there with some cool rewards. So if you want to hear some extra content from us, just crank that tip up a few extra bucks. You get yourself some cool rewards. We're going to have our next What You Play in Third Shift dropping around the end of this month, so in just a couple of days here, and all kinds of other stuff too. And of course, this podcast, IG2G, drops every two weeks on Tuesday. So we'll be back in your ear holes on the 12th of June for our very next episode. We'll be dropping right in the middle of E3. So please pay attention to us with the gaming news that we have in in the midst of the, the giant tornado of awesome news and releases and cool stuff. Please listen to us too. And please, as Eric always says, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a view, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. We do appreciate it. The five stars, and we've been denied a five star, everybody. This is more beef on another show we do over there at that one. Oh, third so shift. much beef. But you know what? If you want to know what kind of beef we got, you might want to tune in next week where we talk a little bit about somebody <laughs> eluding that wonderful five star dinner that we have so rightfully earned. But that's he okay. He does not get a reprieve. He does not because get a reprieve. He never gets a that's, reprieve. That's, that's BS. The way it goes. You know, and you know who else doesn't get a reprieve is. Mr. Matt, because I recall Mr. Matt had a five-star story for us, and I never heard that five-star story. So I'm hoping someday Matt's going to tell us a five-star story. There's actually been an interesting development. If you listen to uh, world political news, there's been some stuff with five-star and uh, some some actions that may have to be taken in the near future. I'm going to need to research that a little bit more, but I'm going to be I'm going to be back with it in a few in I'm going to say in a few weeks because. I, I was actually thinking of it just the other day because it popped up on my, on my phone and I went, hey, what's this news? Oh, hey, there's the five-star organization right there I was going to talk about. Hmm, I need to do my homework and do my write-up on that. Fantastic. So there it is. We might have a five-star story in the works for all of you wonderful boys and girls to appreciate because we love five stars so much. And until that time, there's nothing else to say but don't forget, don't forget to save. To save.